This is the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and I'm your host, Kat Bean Hansen. Welcome. We're glad you're here. This week's message comes from our service on October 3rd, 2021. Pastor Emma Peterson gives her message titled, Cancel Columbus, Celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. In October of 2018, I delivered a sermon entitled, Columbus and Other Monsters. You may recall the week of Columbus Day that year was the same week sexual assault hearings of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh were taking place in Washington. Why, I asked in that sermon, does this country continue to insist on celebrating and revering its monsters? My message that day focused on the entrenchment of the status quo and the repeatedly failed attempts of the marginalized to tear down structures built and sustained by the powerful white male majority. My message three years ago was meant, as always, to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. I recall distinctly the rage and despair that fueled that sermon. I recall the energy in the sanctuary as we all, justice-seeking, loving, and righteous Unitarian Universalists, bore witness to yet another devastating moment in history. What are we to do, we exclaim to one another, except continue forward, pledging again and again to side with love. What are we to do but keep going, keep working and fighting and praying for a better tomorrow? And now, three years later, in 2021, I am pleased to report our side has made a little progress. We are certainly not anywhere near a finish line. But gradually, the status quo is shifting. More and more, the voices of the marginalized are being heard, listened to, and upheld. There are more and more of us answering the call of love, reconciling the violence of our shared history, and trying to make it right Since 1971, Columbus Day has been celebrated in the United States on the second Monday in October. The first documented observance of Columbus Day in the United States took place in New York City in 1972 on the 300th anniversary of Columbus's landfall in the Western Hemisphere. The holiday originated as an annual celebration of Italian-American heritage. From its inception to its evolution, Columbus Day has pushed a false narrative that upholds the oppressor and diminishes the historical and continued violence committed against the original inhabitants of this country. For generations, Native populations have protested Columbus Day, 
To them, celebrating the colonial takeover of the Americas, which began with Columbus, celebrates the systematic mass murder of millions of indigenous peoples and the forced assimilation of survivors. The holiday contributes to the erasure of indigenous peoples persisting in this country, whose culture and customs have survived despite colonial attempts to snuff it out. In 1977, participate, participants at the United Nations International Conference on Discrimination Against Indigenous Populations in the Americas proposed that Indigenous Peoples Day replace Columbus Day. Indigenous Peoples Day recognizes that Native people are the first inhabitants of the Americas, including the lands that became the United States of America. Indigenous Peoples Day implores us to re-examine our history and encourages us to uphold and protect indigenous populations which continue to be threatened by the powers that be. Today, 18 states, including Iowa, now recognize Indigenous Peoples Day in place of or in addition to Columbus Day. Indigenous peoples in the United States are not a monolith. Rather, they are distinct social and cultural groups which share ancestral ties to the land and natural resources where they live, occupy, or have been displaced from. The identities, cultures, livelihoods, and spiritual well-being of indigenous peoples are inextricably linked to the land and its resources. And yet, they often lack formal recognition and rights to those territories. Consider, for example, the plight of the water protectors, indigenous people who are arrested and jailed for trying to protect their land and our collective drinking water from being poisoned by massive companies attempting to build oil pipelines through sacred territory. It is estimated that while indigenous peoples only take up residence on a quarter of the world's surface, they are responsible for safeguarding 80% of the world's remaining biosphere. We owe the very survival of the natural world to these populations, populations who are continually disenfranchised by the forces of colonialism and capitalism. In the spring of this year, non-natives were shocked by the uncovering of the bodies of hundreds upon hundreds of native children buried on the campuses of residential and boarding schools in Canada and the United States. For several weeks, news cycles focused on the tragedy of the murder of hundreds of children who died after being forcibly removed from their homes by the Canadian and US governments. But the news was only new to those of us who did not carry the epigenetic trauma of residential schooling. The indigenous populations of both countries remembered. Writing in Teen Vogue following the discovery of the mass graves, indigenous journalist Ruth Hopkins related her own family history in which her own parents and aunts and uncles survived being taken from their homes and forced into residential schooling. She wrote, 
While the Western world is just realizing the horrors of residential and boarding schools, native communities have always known. We did not forget all of the children who never returned. We kept their memories alive, never giving up on them. Because of residential and boarding schools, entire families and communities lived with intergenerational trauma passed down from deeply wounded survivors who never healed. For white people, learning about the brutal behaviors of our own ancestors feels admittedly shameful. And yet we are only facing the truth of what Native Americans have always known. Most public schools in the US stopped teaching the history of indigenous peoples after about the year 1900. And yet it wasn't until 1924 that Congress granted full citizenship rights to Native Americans. And it wasn't until 1968 that President Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Indian Civil Rights Act, finally granting indigenous tribes the same benefits afforded to US citizens in the Bill of Rights. There is so much of indigenous history the average white American knows nothing about. And when we are ignorant to that history, we become ignorant to the present reality. Today, indigenous Americans face exorbitant health disparities, lack of access to resources, crippling poverty rates, and overall lower life expectancy than white Americans. Indigenous Americans are more likely than any other group in the US to die by suicide. Lack of access to mental health care, as well as generational trauma and cultural loss contributes to this fact. Further, 84% of native, native women report having experienced violence at some point in their lives, according to the Department of Justice. Native women and girls are also murdered at a rate 10 times higher than other ethnicities. While the majority of these murders take place on native land, the perpetrators are most often not native, according to Native Women Wilderness. A report by the Urban Indian Health Institute says that while 5,712 5, cases of missing and murdered indigenous women and girls were reported in 2016, which is the last year we have data available, only 116 of these deaths were logged in the Department of Justice's database. This morning, we lit our chalice in recognition of the countless missing and murdered indigenous women, few of whom are ever given proper media attention, few of whom are ever located, few whose families are given proper closure or justice for their loss. To remain ignorant to the historical atrocities experienced by Native Americans leads to insensitivity and victim blaming when confronted with the disparities still experienced by these groups. If we remain ignorant to our history, we are all the more likely to repeat it.
So here are a few ways we, as white Americans, can recognize and celebrate Indigenous Peoples Days while avoiding appropriation or the perpetuation of harm. First, learn whose land you occupy. Prior to colonization, this country belonged to its indigenous inhabitants. In 1830, President Andrew Jackson signed the Indian Removal Act, which gave the federal government the power to exchange land occupied by Native Americans. The act declared that the government could not force or coerce natives off their land, but the letter of the law was ignored and millions of indigenous people were expelled from the land they had lived on for centuries. The Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalist Church is built on Sauk and Meskwaki land. Recognizing we inhabit stolen land is one small but powerful way to speak truth to power. Next, I urge you to urge Congress to revoke the federal holiday status of Columbus Day and replace it on a national level with Indigenous Peoples Day. You use love contacting our representatives. Mark October 11th this year by making phone calls and sending emails to Joni Ernst and Pat Grassley. Let them know that the celebration of Columbus Day goes against our religious beliefs and demand that this country's indigenous peoples be given the reverence and recognition they deserve. Consider perhaps planting native grasses and plants in your yard to support the ecological protection afforded to us by our indigenous siblings. Think of the impact you can have by planting native species and returning health to your yard and neighborhood. Visit the US services, the US Forest Services website for information about plants that are native to our area that can assist in the rehabilitation of our biosphere. Read indigenous authors from children's books that tell the true history of indigenous Americans to young adult novels to academic textbooks. Read materials from marginalized voices. Pay attention to the dominant voices that shape our history and seek out narratives of the previously silenced. Check out the project Reclaiming Native Truth, which works to dispel myths, misconceptions, and stereotypes surrounding Native cultures in the U.S. After the service, I encourage you to Google Reclaiming Native Truth and check out their website and their resources. Speak up when you hear someone disparaging Native Americans or perpetuating stereotypes. Seek out and support Native businesses. Native-owned businesses make up the smallest fraction of POC-owned small businesses in the U.S., don't purchase art or clothing that appropriates Native cultures. Instead, buy them right from the source. And finally, and as always, be a strong ally. Be willing to have uncomfortable conversations with family members and friends, 
who will, who lament that we are attempting to erase history. We are not erasing history. We are rather beginning to tell a more complete and accurate version of it. The title of my message today is Canceling Columbus, Celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. I am by no means encouraging us to erase Columbus from our history books. Doing so would only allow us to continue to ignore the dark and violent aspects of our history that make us most uncomfortable. We cannot and we should not forget Columbus, but we can cease to tell the warm and fuzzy narratives of our country's history and put an end to our tendency towards hero worship. Let's commit to upholding a more complete version of our collective history, one which prioritizes marginalized voices. I encourage each of you to examine unflinchingly the plight of Indigenous Americans and to recognize fully the attempts we have made to decimate and snuff out their cultures. We have so much to learn from our indigenous siblings, and we owe them so much as they continue to be the primary protectors of our natural world. The resilience of these peoples is remarkable, and it is due time that we recognize all we have done to silence their stories. It is time now, more than ever, to begin to truly listen. Amen and blessed be. This has been the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists. The music is by Nathan Moore. If you want to learn more about the CVUU, visit our website at www.cedarvalleyuu.org. And you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Cedar Valley UU. We welcome visitors to attend our online services on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to learn more about joining us for a service, send us an email at cvuupodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>